Hey, I'm Ray Hudson, and you are, I don't know who you are, but you're listening to Blow Granogram. Don't be like them kids in the Blair Witch Project, and go away, right? Hello, everyone, and welcome to The Driven Shot. This is episode three of season two, and uh, today we'll be talking about some different things. Uh, of course, last time out, Barcelona played against Real Betis, and the game ended in a 5-2 victory for the Catalan side at home at the Camp Nou. And of course, for Barcelona, there were many positives. There were also some negatives. Um, of course, one of the negatives comes as a, uh, not a result, but following the rise of Ansu Fati. Uh, the player, of course, only 18 years old. And um, did ha- he's, he's had a fantastic start to the season for Barcelona. I don't think there's much doubt about that. Um, unfortunately for him, though, he did uh, get a knock, which saw Lionel, Me- saw Lionel Messi get substituted uh, on Foran Sofati at halftime in the 5-2 victory against Real Betis. And Foran Sofati, although at first it didn't look like something, uh, it didn't look like a huge issue because he did play the half out. But as things went on, he uh, ended up getting substituted, which... For some, it did seem like it was just a matter of resting him, uh, knowing that there's an international break coming up and then fixtures against teams like Atletico, who are a physical team, but also a team that really does know how to play football and do it well. Um, with that being said, I think for, for Barcelona, it was more of a precaution. But as we've seen uh, afterwards and as we reported on uh, Blaugranagram, Ansu Fati is injured and will undergo surgery. Um, and... The time that he will be out for can vary from weeks to months, depending on the experts you ask and depending on the condition that he will be in uh, after the surgery. So that's definitely a huge blow for Barcelona, uh, without a doubt. Um, Looking at the comments here, and again, do remember, if you have any questions, if you have anything you'd like uh, for me to give my take on, feel free to post them down below. That's what this live show is here for it's to interact with with you guys it's for us to kind of get your input and you to 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 interact with us so do let us know and uh do let us know what questions you may have now uh canadian uh canadian (laughs) romelu asks hey when you have a chance can i get your opinion on ryan gravenberg from ix sure i'd love to give my take on him uh don don says hello man been a while hey how you doing thank you for tuning in Uh, i know the timing of this isn't the best but it's kind of hard to find that sweet spot on when to make these and when to not make them because obviously it's a Monday. So I'm trying to kind of figure out a time that works for people in the European time zone or close to that time zone, but also for people across the pond. So that's something that I'm trying to kind of find uh, that sweet spot um, where it's not too late, but not too early either. So if you th- if you guys like this timing, do let me know down below. Um, if not, do let me know down below, and we'll see if we can find a different time. Now, with Ansu Fati's injury, of course, um, that does present some um, options for Barcelona. Also, of course, it being a huge blow uh, is is not something that can be denied by any chance because he has been a very he has been a clinical player. He's been a player who's brought in a lot of energy, and that's obviously something Barcelona would miss if he is out for a longer, for an extended period of time. However, what it does bring is the possibility of Usman Dembele's redemption arc. Now, 
Of course, Dembele is a player that has been mentioned many, many, many times. And every season, people say, well, yeah, it's his season. This time around, he's going to do it. He's not going to be plagued by injuries. He's not going to be... Um, he, he's not going to suffer the same way he has been. And I think that's definitely something that can be said for this season, especially given the way he started off. Um, obviously, he has been... He has shown that lively uh, energy that, that, that Barcelona want from him. He's shown the determination. He's shown the right attitude. And, of course, it's very early to call on whether he's going to be fantastic for Barcelona this season because it almost seems like, looking back at it, that every time he starts to really do well, an injury hits him. Now, this season, it seems like things are a bit different. Now, of course, different managerial staff um, – the medical staff seems to have taken care of the issues they had last season. Of course, uh, last season, Barcelona were plagued by injuries. Uh, I remember actually at one point where I believe five to six players were injured at once. Uh, same thing happened with Real Madrid. And it seems like Barcelona slowly have managed to kind of work around that and, and avoid those types of, of, of bulk in injuries, of injuries coming in bulk, because that's a huge issue, especially considering Barcelona's lack of central defenders now. Of course, Jean-Claude Todibo uh, loaned out to Benfica. The only real options right now had taking injuries into account are Clement Longley and Gerard Piquet. Of course, the latter aging, so not really presenting Barcelona with a lot of options. Um, Ronald Araujo, of course, the Uruguayan young talent, has done well for Barcelona, but, but also a player that is injured now and is a player that they will miss if either Longley or PK pick up one too many yellow cards or pull pull a muscle and get an injury will will be Barcelona fans will be forced to see a player like Frankie de Jong stepping up in defense that's also a thing i think the versatility of the squad is definitely something that i don't think is being taken much into account but before we talk about that i'd just like to see another question here as Sam Wilding asks do you think Messi will leave in january or in the summer to be completely honest with you, um, I think I think Messi at this point is going to stay for the time being. Now, of course, there are the presidential elections that are coming up soon, um, which could see an entire complete switch in the in the club's focus, the club's actions, the club's course of action. And I think that's something. Depending on who is elected president, could lead Messi to staying. I don't think that he'll leave in January, just because. If you look at it from 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 that perspective, is that he was unhappy with how things were going in the club, was unhappy with the situ- with his situation there, and wanted to leave. Felt that he didn't get that opportunity, although he was reportedly told that he could leave whenever he wanted to because he had earned that right. That was under a different board that's no longer present, and considering that there is a new presidential election right around the corner. Slowly as the election slowly as the election edges closer and closer, we'll see candidates being filtered out. So the the ones that are that seem like president, you know, potential presidents, obviously will get a closer look at who could be that the, the real president for Barcelona, who who's who seems to be edging closer to getting that spot. And if that person resonates well with what Messi believes in and what Messi wants for the club, I could see him staying. Um, so to answer your question, I don't think he'll leave come January or the summer, Sam, but obviously it's anyone's guess. I mean, the way things are going for Barcelona right now, things are going a bit better. They're getting a bit of, of a rhythm. 
they're getting that style that they they're getting a certain style. You look at this team and it seems like they're they're working towards a certain style. They're going in the right direction. And I think that's something that can lead Messi to wanting to stay for one more season. Now, of course, as things stand right now, his contract runs out in the summer, so that means it would in that case, if he wants to say it would have to be renewed before the summer. Um, which obviously is something that has to be done if he is to stay because in January he would be free to negotiate with other teams. So while it does look a bit, the chance of him staying looks a bit slim, I still could see it happening. Um, but obviously that would mean that Barcelona need to keep going in the same pace they've been going, hopefully get it for them, get a bit more clinical in front of goal. And I think if they can get that going, that's, I, th I think that's, that's enough for him to want to stay. It's a club that he's been in since he was, very, very young. It's a club that's, that's done a lot for him, but also a club that he's done a lot for. And I don't think that's a relationship that you can just go away from um, mid-season, especially. So that's something worth noting. Um, so to answer your question, I don't think he'll leave, um, but obviously that could change. So I guess we'll just have to wait and see. Now, speaking of uh, Ansu Fati's injury leading to potential redemption arc of Usman Dembele, another Frenchman in the squad that has been quite criticized um, is Antoine Griezmann. And I think for Griezmann, I think the, the problem is that obviously he's playing in a different role than the role he had with Atleti. And that's something that you can, you know, you can keep dragging that on and say, well, yeah, he's playing a different role and he's been doing that for around a year now. How has he not gotten used to it yet? when you see players like Ansu Fati coming in and just start to just do exactly what they need to do. I think the issue for Griezmann, the issue, that's this, this is an issue that's also, that also haunted Dembele and also haunted Felipe Coutinho is the price tag because the price tag brings you a lot of pressure as a footballer. I think Ansu Fati is not under the same circumstances because he's a youngster. He's obviously promising. He's done amazingly for, he's been amazing for Barcelona, but at the same time, he doesn't have a huge load of pressure on his shoulders, whereas that does not apply for Griezmann or Coutinho or Dembele. Now, Coutinho obviously went on loan to Bayern, regained some sort of form, regained some discipline, clearly gotten a bit better physically, uh, gotten a bit more disciplined as a player, and that's worked heavily in his favor now. Barring that injury, I think he's been he's been one of the best performers, for, at least one of the most consistent performers for Barcelona this season. And I think the same thing could apply to Griezmann. Not saying that he should go out on loan, but I think that right now what he's doing is is good. I think for Barcelona, he is he's not a, he's not functioning as a striker, as an out and out striker, because he's never been an out and out striker. Back in his days with La Real, he was a right winger. Uh, he was a winger playing with 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 Carlos Vela on the other wing. With Atletico, he was primarily a second striker and. I think with the role that Lionel Messi has in the squad, the role that Coutinho has in the squad under Ronald Koeman, it's tough for Griezmann to take that role of, of the lone second striker. And that's why he's sort of trying to find a role where he can mesh it well into the team. And I think he's slowly finding that. He's slowly more confident on the ball. He took quite a lot of shots against uh, Betis, and he ended up scoring. Obviously, it's happened more or less, but... That's definitely a huge booster for his confidence. And I think his contribution can be key to Barcelona this season. I think it's one of the things that people don't talk much about, or if they do talk about it, they neglect how much it actually does help the team. Because you got to remember right now, the only real striker that Barcelona have, the only out-and-out -out striker, 
is Martin Brathwaite, who I think has had a good start. I think he's a quality player. I think he's really good at making runs in behind. His mentality is absolute top-notch. But he's not getting the chances under Kuman as much as I maybe think he should. In games where Barcelona seem to be struggling to finish off their chances, a player like Brathwaite would be good to introduce, maybe not in the last 10 minutes, maybe in the last half hour instead. Give him a bit more time to get into the game, a bit more time to actually make an impact. Now, obviously, Kuman makes his changes based on what he sees in training. And, and if he doesn't deem Brathwaite worthy of playing 45 minutes, then that's just the way it is. And Brathwaite has to keep fighting. The same thing goes for any other player in the club. But I think Brathwaite can be really good for Barcelona this season. And also, I think Griezmann can be very good. They just need to find that role in the team. For Brathwaite, it's pretty much straightforward. Being straight, uh, an out-and-out number nine where you can't apply the same logic for Antoine Griezmann because his primary role, to say, in the team is already occupied by two other players. Um, so that's that's something to take into account. But I think overall, I think Griezmann can be key for Barcelona this season if he's playing the right role. I think he's slowly finding his rhythm. In that game against Betis, he was very much involved. The game against Alaves, I think he did quite well. Um, and... A thing that Barcelona are being very criticized for is their lack of lethal finishing, which I will get to, uh, just to take a comment here from Shashank Shakar saying, if you get paid like Guzman, you can't miss so many chances. I, I, I think overall that goes for the entire squad, really, in terms of finishing. And that's not to criticize the squad. That's more to say that the team overall right now is in a state of mind where they're literally doing everything else but finishing off their chances. And I, I, of course, there are chances. There, there were one-on-ones where Griezmann, where Griezmann missed a sitter or two or three, and the same thing goes for other players as well. Griezmann has been missing quite a lot of chances, but I think that's mainly because of the fact that he's still regaining his confidence, and I think he needs patience in that regard because last season was extremely hectic for everyone involved in the club. You had Ernesto Valverde for half a season. Then mid-season, Kike Setien took over, and you had all the stuff with the player between the players and the board, between Bartomeu, uh, the I3 Ventures saga. All that stuff took a huge toll on the team. And the, having that as one of your first seasons in a club, that's got to really affect your performances. So having that add on, add on top of that, you add the pressure of being a huge signing with a huge price tag that they fought for to get they fought to get you for a, for a whole year after he made the La Decision documentary and at least for me you start to see why he's been struggling it's not an easy thing to get into it's not easy to get into a Barcelona side with players who have a similar profile to yours in itself but that doesn't mean that he can't succeed at least for me i definitely see a possibility of him succeeding and i think the 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 the, the possibility of that happening i think is quite high and I think he's heading in that, in that direction now. The only question is, how do you mesh in Messi, Griezmann, Coutinho, and Dembele or Ananso Fati in the same team? That's not easy to do, and that's a heavy task that Donald Koeman got ahead of him because if he can manage to have those four or five players work together, the front line is going to be absolutely unstoppable. Um, so that's definitely a thing to consider. Another player I think has been, or two players I think have been quite good this season for Barcelona at least, are uh, Miralem Pjanic and Frenkie de Jong. I think Pjanic's issue, so to say, when he was signed was that many people saw him as a direct replacement for Artur. And because they were unhappy with the way Barcelona let go of Artur, they reflected that anger and frustration 
onto Miralem Pjanic, who has been assigning that Barcelona, in my opinion, should have signed a couple of years ago, actually. I think it's a, it's a bit late. Not a bad signing by any means. I think he's been really, really solid. He's been good. He's been mentally there, physically there, showing his presence in the games, controlling the tempo. I think he's going to turn out to be a quality signing. But I think the issue for him is, at least pressure-wise, is that many Barcelona fans reflect their anger of seeing Artur go to Juventus. Um, also, in terms of the age gap between Pjanic and Artur, seeing that and then reflecting their anger on Artur leaving onto someone like Miralem Pjanic. Um, and I think that's been an issue for him, but I think that's something he will overcome. I think Barcelona fans eventually will realize that he is a quality player. He was a quality signing. And yes, maybe Artur shouldn't have been the one leaving, but that still doesn't mean that Pjanic wasn't the right move to make. Now, just to take a bit of a breather here, if you would like to get some Blaugranagram merchandise, you can use code STREAM10 on checkout on blaugranagram.com shop. For 10% off, that's code S-T-R-E-A-M-T-E-N. We've got hoodies, we've got t-shirts, caps, uh, mugs, whatever you like. You name it. 10% off uh, for everyone listening to these streams. And if you don't want merchandise but you'd like to support us anyways, obviously a like or a follow or a subscription, depending on which platform you're listening, uh, you're listening on. I know right now this is on Facebook, YouTube, and Twitter. So obviously you have a lot. You have some some wiggle room if it's a like or a follow, but that goes a long way, and that really does show us that you like what we do here on Blogonogram, on the news outlet, and on the Blogonogram podcast network. I'm still trying to figure out where it, where it is, but the logo is right there. Um, we've got two podcasts, one in uh, Dan- one in uh, Spanish, one in English. Adi and Barca is the Spanish one, and Barca Talk Pod is the English one. Uh, if you subscribe to our Patreon you pretty much get week content pretty much every day, more or less. And your questions uh, do get a higher priority in these streams, in the live streams for the games, uh, where we actually do live commentary for every Barcelona game, and in the podcasts that uh, go on Patreon exclusively. Some episodes go exclusively on Patreon. Your questions are uh, way higher in that regard as well. So do check that out. Uh, we have tiers as low as $5 a month, and it really goes a long way to help us keep the lights on and help us Uh, and keep doing what we're doing and retaining the high quality that we like to provide you guys with as Barcelona fans and as fans of what we do. So thank you for your continued support. Now, um, again, if you have any questions, do drop them down below. I'm taking a look every every now and then to see if any questions have come in. And if there's anything you think we could improve on with regards to this, do let us know. Uh, if there's anything you particularly like, do let us know. It really does go a long way, and it really does help us and figure out how we should deliver these things to you. Um, so I think more or less, I think that's it. Um, again, this show, what used to be the Driven Shot podcast, it's now the Driven Shot, which is a live uh, talk show style. Um, and the idea behind it is that it's an outlet for you guys to actually interact with us directly rather than just writing your comments in the live chat and then hoping you get picked up on the main focus of the show is to actually get these comments in from you guys and interact with you guys and, and hopefully add that personal touch to, to blog on and to what we do because we want you guys to get involved as well. So I think that's pretty much where we'll end it off today. Thank you all for tuning in. I hope you have a great rest of your day. 
And on that note, let's roll the outro by BN Sports, Phil Shane. See you next time. And uh, this goes on every Monday at 4 p.m. Central European time. And uh, if you're not a Patreon member, do consider it. If you decide not to, that's okay. I'll see you next Monday. If you do, hop in there and uh, got a lot of stuff waiting for you. So on that note, have a great rest of your day. Thank you for tuning in, and we'll see you next time. Bye-bye. My name is Phil Shane, and you've been listening to The Driven Shot, hosted by Omar Hawash in the Blaugranogram News Outlet. Thanks for tuning in, and we hope you have a wonderful day, and hopefully we'll see you again soon.